The college football season is coming back, and we got you covered on every game. We're breaking it down on each snap all season long. Catch us every week starting on August 4th. Joe McGuire, Sean Scanlon, Jace Garcia, and yours truly, Obi Muniz, giving you the highlights, predictions, and current rankings. Visit our website at hhwshow.com and subscribe to our YouTube channel. It's all four downs, part of the CMG Sports Podcast Network. Clovercrest Media Group presents a CMG podcast. Keys to the city. Keys to the city, baby. When you see us, so you know. Crossed up by Kobe. Well, floated Shaq. And then Shaq goes like this. And the rest is history. Pay attention. Don't tell me what to do, devil woman. Speaking of those Lakers. But I, but I, hold on, hold on. But I didn't make my point. I didn't make my I said Denver's going to win. Yeah, you did. You said that. There's no other show like that. Clovercrest is doing great things right now. Streaming everywhere. The Giants are running New York like the times as Danny is dropping all sorts of dimes. Saquon's thighs are ruining defenses' lives and Leonard Williams making opposing QBs feel him. Receivers think it's scary to line up across James Bradbury and the Giants have a bright future led by coach, judge, jury, and executioner. Tune in to Drawing About the G-Men every Wednesday at 6, live on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. Which Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Drawing About the G-Men, the Giants football podcast. I'm Big Chase, joined by Joe Aguirre, Sean Sandlin, and King Zay, as always. And boy, oh boy, happy week. Giants get the dub at home against the Raiders. You saw the big pick six from Xavier McKinney. I mean, then another interception. You got Quincy Roche, who's been a great addition, getting the sack, forcing the fumble. Uh, Leonard Williams comes up with it. Great defensively, but offensively, I mean, Daniel Jones struggled only 110 yards. Uh, I mean, and and it was really like just a revenge game for Devontae Booker. Uh, 99 yards, he, he was the real big thing. But I think the biggest thing out of this game, we talked about it last week, Evan Ingram's misuse. I mean, we talk about him get, being that dink and dump guy. That's what they're drawing up for him. I mean, he goes, he gets – Daniel Jones loves throwing it to the right side of the field. He gets a, a nice corner route from Evan Ingram, gets him to that spot, able to get the play down the field 30 yards for a touchdown. I, I mean, I, I love what I saw from the Giants this week. I mean, there obviously were some holes, but – I mean, this defense has really changed it around the past couple of weeks, hasn't it, Joe? Yes. Yes, it has. Um, and no one's going to tell me Dexter Lawrence isn't playing well anymore, by the way. I think we're done with that. Dexter Lawrence is uh, getting a job done. Now, uh, as far as this Giants victory, this is everything I'm, I've been talking about for a while. They did all the things that they need to do to win football games. Six for 12 on third down. They kept the Raiders to four for 12. Um, they win the time of possession battle, 30-29. I like that. Uh, only four penalties, a much more disciplined team. You mentioned uh, Daniel Jones didn't have a big day, but Devontae Booker and Elijah Penny did uh, combined the Giants rush 31 times for 149 yards, 4.8 yards per carry. So stop telling me the offensive line's terrible because it's not. This was uh, this is Giants football right here. This is how they do it, and this is how they win games. Yeah, and I mean the red zone was big. I know the Giants didn't score in the red zone, but they were still able to to keep the keep the the Raiders out of the end zone when they got there I mean that big missed field goal but uh Zay how'd you feel about the Giants performance last week I thought it was an improvement I thought it was so good signs of where the team could be had things started off right on a good foot and where they are now we're obviously depressed and not happy but we could find some way of getting back to happiness if the Giants could 
come out of this bye week and become back healthy and possibly go after maybe a wild card spot because it's not out of the um, realm of possibility. The Giants, like we said, they didn't play, even though they didn't play well in all forms of downs, I mean, they still did enough to get the job done, and that was encouraging that the Giants didn't play that well and they found a way to win. And we talked about it numerous times on the show how the Giants just can't find ways to win. They find ways to lose. Bad teams do this. Well, the Giants finally showed us again how a good team is supposed to do it and how a good team is supposed to look, and they won the game even not being at their best. Like I said, I hope that this team can come out of it healthy. You know, we get players back next week. We'll get hopefully a Sterling Shepard back from his injury. You'll have a healthier Galladay. You'll have a healthier Tony. You'll get your star running back hopefully back. And then maybe you'll get an Andrew Thomas, who if Andrew Thomas can come back and like Joe mentioned, the line has been pretty good. If he can come back and be what he was beforehand, solidify that offensive line, the Giants might have something going down the stretch. Not a terribly difficult re- um, excuse me, record um, schedule left where they could pull off some games. So I do see this could go either way for the Giants. If they could find a way to grab hold of the ship and continue to keep going where it's going. You mentioned before the defense is playing good. They've been holding teams under, I believe they averaged 16 and a half points against the defense now within the last couple of three games or something like that. The Giants have been playing really well. And like I said, I hope they can continue, continue this momentum after the bye week. Sean, do you think that the Giants can translate this into a, a playoff push, a, play, a wild card push? Uh, yeah, normally I would say no. But uh, if you look at the NFC picture right now, the teams at the top are obviously loaded. I think that the NFC is better than the AFC right now. But if you look at the bottom of that uh, that playoff picture, the number seven seed right now would be the Falcons at four and four. So, I mean, the Giants, they're realistically, they're not out of it. I mean, the Zay, Zay said it, hit it right in the head. I think it's the bye week comes at a good time. You're going to get all of your players back healthy on offense. Uh, you're going to get Andrew Thomas back, which is huge for the offensive line. And then this defense, uh, they're coming along at the right time. Um, I know that Patrick Graham has done a tremendous job the last couple of weeks. Uh, some of the players in that defense has really stepped up, including Xavier McKinney, uh, Leonard Williams, guys like that. Quincy Roche, who you mentioned, has the big uh, strip sack at the end. So this defense is really coming along. It's uh, what we expected at the start of the year. I think that, you know, they're playing really sound football uh, in the secondary, and they're getting somewhat of a pass rush, which we didn't see at all in the first couple of weeks, aside from Ojolari. So... I think that, you know, this it, it is possible because they do have a fairly easy schedule. Uh, they still get to play the Eagles twice. They have Washington again. They have the Dolphins down the stretch. So there's definitely some winnable games. Um, and, you know, I, I don't think it's just a false sense of hope because, you know, I know last week I said that, you know, they're just a losing team because they can't find ways to uh, win close games. But, I mean, if, if they could find ways to win close games down the stretch against a much easier schedule, there's definitely a way for them to get in the playoffs. Uh, seeing as they're only a game and a half back right now from the Falcons. And we know that the Falcons, they're not a great team. Seeing them in the playoff picture right now is uh, definitely surprising. So, I mean, if the Giants were to win those closer games uh, in the beginning of the season, we'd be talking about a different scenario right now. Um, We'd maybe even talking about, you know, pushing for the NFC East with the Cowboys losing this week. But it's not that way. But there's still a shot that they get into the playoffs if the defense continues to play like this. Uh, if we can run the ball like we did this week and uh, with Daniel Jones getting his top targets back, I think it's uh, the traje- or trajectory of this team is definitely trending upwards uh, right now heading into the bye week. Yeah, I mean, you talked about it, the early games, the, those one-score games, if it, they would have won a, even a couple of them. I mean, this is a competitive team. but I, I do think those are going to really bite them in the – in the rear. Uh, I don't think I, – I, I, I'm usually the Giants guy. I'm usually, I pick them to win every game, but I don't see them making the playoffs. Uh, I'm sorry, but uh, I, I think maybe we, we can reevaluate after this bye week, but I think with a team that's hot like they are now, uh, this bye week isn't going to be good to them. Uh, I don't think – it's hard to, I think, mm-hmm. carry that through. Uh, maybe they can figure something out. I mean uh, – I said a couple of weeks ago they're either going to beat the Chiefs or the Bucks, so they got to beat the Bucks now. So I mean, if they can come out firing, but I, I, I'm just scared with the, this Giants team. We don't know what we've seen all season. Now they got they're hot, and now they got a week off to just cool down and maybe come out flat against the Bucks. I, I hope not. I think they can get that win, but I mean, we'll talk about that next week. But also, I, I do. I mean, it's pretty evident that. Joe Judge shot this team in the foot at the beginning with the preseason. I mean, you, you saw those them struggle. 
at the beginning, getting the rhythm, getting the chemistry going, and now they're, they're taking off. And this is the Giants team we all expected to see week one. And uh, we're getting it now week week uh, eight, which is better than better than never, I guess. But, uh, Joe, I mean, I didn't get to ask you, can the Giants make a push for the wild card? Well, like Sean said, I mean, they're amazingly just like last year still in it. They're actually playing well. They're going to get their weapons back. So, yeah, I mean, it's the second half coming up. That's generally when the Giants make some noise. You know, uh, I I do think that the schedule has definitely uh, lightened up. They definitely had a rough stretch of games there uh, right through the Raiders. Let's not forget the Raiders are a good team, just like the New Orleans Saints were. So I, I think if you're the Giants, I think you got to be feeling good. I certainly don't like a bye. I hate the bye week. I always have. I feel like this is – you want you want to ride the momentum. Yeah. Um, yeah. I get. I mean, I get what you guys are saying, but it's they're playing well right now. But this offense, if we can get any kind of help from them, I, which I mean, we're definitely going to get if we get Saquon back, if we get Galladay back at full health, Tony. Like, and I think this defense. I mean, they have the talent to. It's not like just having a week off is going to you know bring them right back down to earth. I think that they have the talent to be a top ten defense in this league. I think that they added some new players to this defense, and I think that they they're finally starting to click. So I don't think a bye week is going to hurt that. I, I think a bye week is only going to help, especially with the offense who. Still, I mean, they're putting up yards. Uh, they're not bad in terms of yards per game, but scoring points per game, they're still not scoring a lot of points. So, I mean, if we can get more points from that offense, uh, get another de- week of this defense, getting a click in practice. Um, I-, I get what you guys are saying, but I, I think this buy comes at a-, a pretty good time. Yeah, I kind of agree with Sean on that one. I don't see this by hindering them. I think if anything, it's going to help them. Sean mentioned points. I mean, Again, they played Buccaneers last year. That was a 25-23 game, I believe, down the stretch. So uh, you don't have to put up a ton of points when your defense is playing the way they were playing last year, which they seem to be looking like they've finally turned the corner. Like I mentioned before, the last few games, they've been holding teams to an average of 16 points, one game being 16, the other being obviously the Chiefs being 20, and the Panthers only being three points. So this defense has been really doing pretty well against in the plus, I guess, plus-minus margin within those last few games. But – Again, I think this bye week only helps them if they can come back healthy because the Giants are playing well. I think they do get they did get a shot of confidence, and I think once you get this bye to get healthy, it, it's it's going to be that extra shot they're going to need to get them over that line. I don't I think like I said last year, the injuries just kept coming, and the bye week came, and then they still got injured afterwards. Daniel Jones, I believe, hurt his calf after he came back from bye, so we we never really you know had a real situation. Now we're going to be back from the bye. We're going to be healthy. You're talking about. I, after the Buccaneers, the most dangerous team left on your schedule is probably the Chargers. And again, if we look at the Giants' schedule and all, it only looked dangerous because we were going off of pre-notion teams. We were assuming the Chiefs were going to be the Chiefs of the past, and they weren't. We were assuming the Raiders were going to be this great team. We assumed the Saints were going to be good. A lot of the teams that we assumed were going to be good turned out to not be good. So the Giants have had a fairly decent schedule all year. It's just right now it just looks amazing when you look at the teams they have left to face. Other than the Buccaneers and Chargers, Every other team is a winnable game. You're talking about the Bears. You're talking about the Dolphins. You're talking about two games with Washington and two. Excuse me, one game Washington and two games with the Eagles. If I go, if I can't see at least five and one or something in that situation, I don't mean. What are we looking at here? I'm just being real. Outside of and the way the Chargers have been playing the past couple weeks, that that's that should be a winnable game. Not a lock. They literally almost blew to the Eagles. Yeah. So I mean, we'll we'll see. Uh, Our boy Tony. Uh, Roche and Ojolari. Yeah, I think they do. Uh, this oh, this D line, like I, I see it. I see it coming together. And I, like I said uh, a couple weeks ago, like once everything starts clicking, this is going to be a dangerous team. I, I think once that D line, once Roche and Ojolari start getting it going, learning the NFL game a lot more with Leonard Williams and Dexter Lawrence in the inside. That that looks like a, a, a New York Giants defensive line. If those guys can take the next step in the next couple of years, the uh, Lawrence and Williams can just do what they do, eat up blocks in there, get those guys free. The, that that's a New York Giants uh, defensive line, and we know we know what the Giants can do when they have a great defensive line. So, I I, I 
Uh, I mean, I, I'm so wishy. I mean, like like I said, this bye week can turn into something bad for the Giants. But also, I can see the pieces starting to go and starting to get somewhere nice. But I mean, that's just the Giants. You never know what you're gonna get. But uh, let's just hope it's uh, the good stuff. And we don't have a Giants game to talk about. You got some, Joe? Yeah, plus uh, plus one hundred thousand odds on the Giants winning the Super Bowl this year. Yeah, I mean that's not I bad. Might, might throw some money at that. <laughs> What's that? <laughs> a dollar down. That would be the greatest bet on the planet if you hit that. You would have been just betting a dollar, and if it hits, you win like what a thousand dollars, right? So. Yeah, that's uh, I like that. <laughs> just might as well shot in the dark, you know. But uh, I'm. I'm actually I've been looking and I I don't I don't know why uh and if anybody's watching and you know it and can get it quick I'm trying to find the Giants record after or coming off a of bye week. Good luck. And uh I'm not I'm not seeing anything. All-time record? Yeah. I feel like his, I mean I know the Raiders are uh historically bad off the bye. I don't feel like the Giants have had a great deal of success. Do you guys generally off a of buy? I don't feel like it. They're eight and fifteen in whatever. That's the last. I don't know math. And like seven, fifteen and one against the spread. Then our Super Bowl stretches come after a bye week. The Super Bowl the stretches didn't they come after a bye week? <laughs> um, I don't know. I can't. I mean, yeah, I mean, buys are big, and I think. I mean, we don't know. We don't know. We don't get to see the Giants this week. We don't get to know how we feel next week. I mean, we got a bye week just chilling, hoping they can take care of business off the field and get ready for a big game against Tampa Bay, which we'll talk about next week. But it is the bye week, and you know what we do for the bye week. We got the bye week awards, giving you the MVP, Defensive Player of the Year, Rookie of the Year, Coach of the Year, and the most prestigious award in all of football. The giant of the year. Now, let's start things off. Coach of the year. <laughs> Joe, who's your coach of the year thus far in the NFL? Uh, it's Cliff Kingsbury. You know, that was a team I thought that was on the rise, and he's he's got it going on there. The defense is pretty solid. Uh, obviously, coming off a, a big win with backups, you gotta you gotta like the way things are going there. You know, this guy had a plan and I was very skeptical last year, but to see what he's turned that into, I can't help but tip my cap to Cliff Kingsbury. Yeah, I think Cliff Kingsbury has to be the guy, right? I mean, everyone he was under such a microscope, everyone thought he was gonna be the problem. He got things figured out. I mean, look what they did with Colt McCoy. Zay, do you have anyone else in the hat or you you think Kingsbury as well? Well, I mean, it's like I said, I could say it's he he put up a good one. I could obviously say Bruce Arians. Obviously, he, the team hasn't lost a step after winning a Super Bowl. Most teams, after they win a Super Bowl, they go into what they call sometimes a Super Bowl slump, and the team is just not as good. But they seem like they're going to be right back on track to be going after another Super Bowl. And if he would have won another Super Bowl, I don't see how he couldn't be coach of the year. Bruce Arians, obviously, he flies under the radar. Not a, a loud guy. Not you know big. You know we don't hear much about him during the news. His team normally just like I said, they handle business and go through their week like they do. So, I mean, I can see Bruce Arians up there. I don't see why not. He's, again, he's, it's still mid-season. I don't know what happened. Teams could go on a stretch. You're talking about the Browns, who would look good last week. If they go on a stretch and make the playoffs, we could be talking about Kevin Stefanski. So, I, again, I don't know. It's 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 still mid-season. But, I mean, uh, Bruce Arians, I guess, is a safe pick for me, I guess. All right. Sean? Uh, yeah, I mean, Cliff Kingsbury is definitely uh... – Right there, I think I would put him number two right now. But uh, I, I would go with Brandon Staley uh, from the Chargers. I think that I think he's completely changed the culture of that team around. I mean, the last couple of years they've been super talented, and they just haven't a lot of lot or haven't show, had a lot to show for it. Um, you know, losing close games all the time. Usually the Chargers don't win close games. And even though they struggle a little bit against the Eagles this week, I mean, that's usually a game the Chargers lose in the past. Um, but they find ways to win. Uh, Brandon Staley has that defense playing really good. He seems like a really personable coach that gets along well with the players. Uh, I feel like I've only heard good things about him. And he's a young and up-and-coming coach, so I, I feel like he's going to be with the Chargers for a while. And, you know, Kingsbury's definitely right there. I, I think that, you know, if they keep playing this way, he's definitely going to win it. But uh, I, I think Brandon Staley definitely deserves some consideration for turning that team around and um, making it a, a winning culture. 
Does they know that this is the halfway awards? You don't have to project who's going to win it at the end of the year. Just I know, do it for just, right now. You don't have I to mean, be this swami. To me, it's hard to get out of that mindset. Like a full year award to do it halfway is still kind of hard to get. I'm still trying to work around it. But again, it's still not a bad pick for halfway when you consider his team is where they are. They're top in the division. I believe they lost one game this year, the Bucks. Is it two games? One or two? I'm not sure. Two games. Two? Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I'm not mad at that. I just, the thing with Bruce Arians and Staley for the Chargers, I mean, Bruce Arians, it's obvious. The things changed when Tom Brady got there. And uh, he's a real difference. I mean, many, it is. How many Chiefs, look at the Chiefs. The Chiefs are back team. They're not. They're losing what they are. So it doesn't matter how long who you have at quarterback. The quarterback hasn't changed. Pat Mahomes is still the quarterback, and the Chiefs don't look as good. They were in the Super Bowl just like Tampa was last year. They were still a top team. Just yeah, like but they don't Patrick look Mahomes as good. isn't that, that – it's different. Back to Mahomes and Tom Brady. Tom Brady is a How's it different? Brady, you just had them on Tom the Brady is a guy. Go and go. You I, can't I do this. No. When he started – They are start to demote him. Uh, Listen, the, <laughs> has Patrick Mahomes ever – when Josh Gordon was on that team, he ever said, hey, Josh Gordon, I see you're going down a weird path. Come stay with me, learn from me. No, Tom Brady did that to Antonio Brown. He's got this yes. this leadership quality, and he can carry a locker room. He's That's also lost Gronkowski. He's also lost a lot of other players who've been hurt this year, and he's been finding ways to deal with, uh, like um, AB is out right now. So he's found ways. So, again, that's still very – again, I could have went with somebody oh. like a Sean McVay, but to me, I'm no. still in a long-term mindset, and I still think he's going to blow up for the Rams. I just don't know. I, I get it. Uh, okay. I, I get what you're saying, but the, to me that – just Tom Brady being there, I think he's more of a candidate for coach of the year than, than Arians is. That's all I'm going to say. Tom Brady alone, I guess. I guess. I mean, I mean, give me, I don't know. Coach pick of the year. I'm sorry. Okay, but uh, <laughs> and for uh, what's the Chargers coach's name? Stanley Staley. Staley. Yeah. Uh, the the thing with that, I mean, I think really their offseason moves of bringing in Lindsey and Slater on that offensive line, giving Justin Herbert. Just that more time to be himself. I think that's the real like focal point to see like their improvement. So I I get what you're saying. I mean, I like what Sanders said. Titans. I mean, this is a team that just got destroyed. I mean, especially after last week coming in, you lose Derrick Henry. Got this. Uh, We talked about McVay. But Titans Titans lost to the Bills. It's hard to give it to him. I mean, lost to the Jets. It's hard when you lose to the Jets to give your coach of the year. You lose <laughs> No, yeah, but I mean, they turned it around. I mean, especially, I mean, after last week, doing what they did against this Rams. I mean, you you called it on the the pregame show, Zay. That but, was more uh, of a Matt Stafford thing than it was a Titan thing for me. That's more of a Matt Stafford okay. like he, he screws it up all the time for me type of thing. That's just what it was. All right. But uh, yeah, I, I do think the head and shoulders. It's got to be Cliff Kingsbury though, and this is a guy under so much scrutiny. Everyone thought he was going to be the problem. For the for the Cardinals, and he's been he's just been taking care of business. There's a reason they got the best record in the NFL right now. For now, for now, for now. But now let's move on. Let's talk about some rooks. We talked about rookie QBs in the past on this show. Oh, Joe's back. Now let's talk about just the rookie of the year. Joe, you you back now? Who you got? A rookie of the year, Jamar Chase. No, how are we have this conversation? <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Just why not? Single-handedly is has changed that team and and made Joe Burrow a better quarterback. That's a pretty cool thing to do if you're a rookie. No, yeah. I mean, Jamar Chase. He's close to breaking. He's on well, record to break all of Justin Jefferson's uh, records, rookie records last year. But I mean, if if you're a pro football focus guy, they have Kyle. Kyle Pitts rated ahead of uh, Jamar Chase because uh, I don't know. But Zay, you got Jamar Chase. I mean, I, in in the, earlier in the season, you were saying how defense was going to be more more dominant as far as rookie of the year goes. Uh, look, I've been wrong before, and I guess I'm wrong again. Jamar Chase is the rookie of the year. He's been a godsend to my fantasy team, and he's for many other people's fantasy teams. I'm sure. But yeah, he's like Joe said, he's been very consistent. 
He's Joe Burrow's guy. Joe Burrow wanted them to go out and get him. He, they, he got him, and he's been every bit worth it. You heard about the drops in the preseason. He's put all that behind him, and he's just been the guy. And it, it, it's really what it comes down to. I mean, that offense goes when he goes, as we've seen so far. When he's played really well, they've won really big. And when he hasn't, it's been like it was last week against Cleveland. So, I mean, it goes how it goes. So, for me, it's Jamar Chase. Yeah, and our boy Sander chiming in. Chase, I'm surprised you didn't go Mac there, Joe. Your boy Mac Jones. No, I'm, I mean, I'm not a, uh, you know, listen, if Mac still has some time, the season's not over yet. He could certainly win it. But as of right this minute, I think Jamar Chase is out ahead of uh, Mac Jones for now. All right, Sean. And there's no shame in that. No, not at all. Yeah, uh, Mac Jones has been playing well, but he doesn't have a chance. So this is Jamar Chase's award. Um, I, I mean, he's he's on pace, like Jay said. I mean, he's up where up there with some of the uh, best rookie seasons of all time from a receiver with Jefferson, OBJ, and Randy Moss. And he's probably going to shatter all those records, especially with a 17th game. And the connection between him and Burrow is going to be going going for a long time. So I think he definitely takes that. But I mean, there is a defensive and offensive rookie of the year. They give out two of them. So. On defense side of the ball, I think it's Michael Parsons. Unfortunately, I hate uh, giving any awards to the Cowboys. But um, I, you can't deny his presence on that Cowboys defense. Obviously, Trayvon Diggs having a great year has helped that Cowboys defense you know, make themselves respectable. But I think it's also bringing in Michael Parsons. Uh, his versatility to you know rush the passer off the edge, make plays in between the tackles in the run game, his, his coverage is even pretty good. So I think his versatility has definitely helped out that Cowboys defense and uh, – I, he, he's one of the better linebackers in the league already just because all the things he can do. So I think it's, yeah, Jamar Chase and Michael Parsons for sure. Could have been a giant. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, could have, should have, would have. But uh, yeah, yeah. I, I, Jamar Chase and Michael Parsons are the guys. Uh, I think uh, another name that I think deserves to be in the running, Najee Harris. I mean, look at the, in, the sh- in shambles that offensive line is in. Look at what he's got for a quarterback, Big Ben's. Like, he, Big Ben's just always injured, always got something wrong. And Najee Harris is just continuing to do work for the Steelers. So I, I think his name does get get thrown in the hat, more so than Mac Jones. I mean, screw the quarterbacks. Let's give, let's give it to a running back or wide receiver once. Najee Harris sucks. I was watching the game what? on Monday. I mean, he's he's doing all right. He could do a lot better, yeah. I would say. If be he had a, I'm a little disappointed in what Najee's done so yeah. far. <laughs> yeah. Okay. What? I'm I, kidding. I, 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 think, I, took the Bears, I took the money line of the Bears. Another name I to look out for is Aziz Ojolari, I think. If he if he can get over double digit no, sacks, yeah. I mean he's he's definitely right there. He, he's one of the best pass rushers in this class. So I'm he definitely could win it. Good, really good point, Sean. Not for nothing, you know. Uh, when when people ha- are being super critical about Dave Gettleman, uh, obviously one of the things that everybody thought he whiffed on was getting a dominant pass rusher. And boy, Ojalari is about to make him look like a genius if this kid can continue to improve and pan out. Not Especially where they got him, second round, fiftieth pick. The the value for him was definitely really good, and they traded back to get him, got another pick. So right, yeah, I do agree. Gettleman gets a lot of slack, and deservedly so. But th- I think this past draft, he he killed it. I think. And Chase Young's only got one sack on the year, so look how that worked yeah. out. <laughs> yeah, and the thing with Ojolari, I mean, I mentioned this in before we did our draft stuff. This kid at Georgia, he got better. Every year, you you saw growth, and he's already shown growth uh, on the Giants. I mean, the first couple weeks just coming out, uh, all he came out to do was get a sack. Then he started being a little bit more active in the runs, stopping and that stuff, and and he's developing. He's developing, and I think when we get to the end of the year, a lot of people have a lot of recency bias, and if the Giants are on a roll, maybe the Cowboys slump, Ojolari hops over, Micah Parsons and gets himself defensive rookie of the year. So we'll see. In Gettleman's case, oh. I do want to say one thing. We got to stop beating up on Gettleman. Because when, yeah, so. when this team sucks, we go, oh, Gettleman, did. he didn't bring us nothing. And then when they start winning, oh, he, you know, he bought us talent here and there. And then, we got <laughs> to pick one way when it comes to Gettleman because it's really, I feel bad for him now. 
We no, are. He's, he's still, I don't know. Some of the blame he gets is definitely definitely deserved. He, that offensive out. line is playing really well right yeah. now. I mean, they've they've they patchworked it together. Dude, look at the look at the numbers. I mean, averaging four point eight yards to carry. They made they made a Booker look like an all pro. I mean, come on. That's yeah. yeah. It's also a small sample size. It's only one game, and they haven't ran the ball like that pretty much all year. So, no, the line's been solid all year. I'll give that. They haven't. Daniel Jones even hasn't been under pressure to sack this much this year. That's one thing I can say. The sure, they, they've been pretty, better. They've been very much improved over the years. Hey, how many fumbles does Daniel Jones have? Maybe three this year? Four? No, we're, no, I mean, he's, we're normally at like 16. One in the pocket. He's only had one fumble in the pocket. The rest have been from running, I believe. So I, I, I the, the, the big thing for me with Gettleman is the, the injuries, all the guys he brings in, having this injury history. I mean, Andrew Thomas sat out his whole senior year because he's injured. Now he's here. He's injured. Uh, Saquon Barkley, I mean, uh, I give him a pass on that because Saquon – when a guy is getting touted as the LeBron James of football, uh, you 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 take a shot at him. And then uh, Kenny Galladay, everyone wanted a, a number one wide receiver. He brings you the best wide receiver that he can in free agency. And, that he uh, can, yeah. Who was banged the fact up that he already had probably one of the best everyone wide receivers. A, a, a wide receiver one. So he already I, had one. He gave it he away. Traded him. He, we traded mm-hmm. him away. Well, for Dexter yeah. Lawrence, that's not Who's just he Dexter playing Lawrence. now? Where's uh, Odell playing now? The Super Bowl. Hopefully a contender, he said, or he's going to ruin the yeah. team. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or he's going to ruin the team. Right. That's a free agent pitch right there. Pick me if you're a winner. I'm going to ruin your team. Oh, that's, my a, that's a free agent pitch. All right. All right. Let's get back to the awards. Talked a lot about the defense. Defensive player of the year. Zay, I know you got to go. So, I mean, why, why not r- rattle off your defense player of the year, your MVP and giant of the year real quick if you need to. Jesus. All this on once? Hold on. Make it good. Got to pull back up my notes. All right, let's go back. All right, you said giant. Let's go back to giant of the year because I remember that one right off the bat. You said giant of the year. It's obviously Daniel Jones. There's no question about it. Shouldn't be a question about it. He is literally the guy we have every week that we depend on and rely on every year. Um, and what was the other question? Uh, hold on, I'm trying to remember. MVP my, defensive player. I don't have nothing up there. MVP was MVP of the league. Yeah. <sighs> MVP of the NFL. Yeah, I know. I, I I'm trying to pull back up my notes as we speak. Oh my god, MVP. Hold on. Right. It's all good, Zay. Yeah, yeah. Come back. As I'm loading up my phone, come back okay. to me, please. Yeah. Joe. <laughs> Defense I'll stay here. Here. Who you got? I'll stay here. Uh, Miles Garrett. What? Yeah. Miles Garrett. Yeah. Uh, he's he's a masher. Uh, T.J. Watts, the only other sexy pick, I think, right now. If you're if you're picking between the two of those two guys. Yeah, I have Miles Garrett too. Yeah, I, everybody. Uh, Zay looked at me like I was crazy. Hold on. Like I said, Garrett, Mrs. Garrett from the Facts of Life. I didn't. Are, are you serious? Yeah. All right. Yeah, you looked at me all weird. I don't know. Maybe you didn't. You didn't like my pick. Well, I was trying to do the face unlock so I can get back into my Google account because everything's on the. (laughs) And then when you made your pick, I looked back and I was like, "Oh, okay." But yeah. Um. Do you mind defensive player right now? I had Trevon Diggs. We. As much as gross as it says, he's got interception in every game. He's been playing solid. Yes, he gets burnt all the times. But we do care about the interceptions and the touchdowns, and it looks fancy. So, again, I went with someone fancy. And MVP, as much as everyone wants Kyler Murray, I'm saying Aaron Rodgers. You've seen what a disaster that team looks out without him last year. I mean, last week, we've seen what they looked like week one when he wasn't efficient. Aaron Rodgers is obviously MVP. He's going to fill back into a team that's only lost a beat because he wasn't there. They should be probably 8-1, and one, but they, you know, they are what they are. And Aaron Rodgers will take that team to the playoffs and probably get to the NFC Championship and lose. But he will be the MVP because of what the numbers he puts up and who he is. So did I miss a category? That was no. Okay, we all cool. good. Let me make sure. But yeah, that was it. I so, like the MVP pick. Of course, Aaron right. Rodgers. Guy who doesn't get in trouble for COVID. Peace. <laughs> <laughs> take care, Zay. Uh, Sean, who you got? Defense Player of the Year. I'm with you guys. Uh, I think it's Miles Garrett. Um, 
He's he's I think right now he's the best defensive player in the league. I know that Aaron Donald is definitely right there, but I mean Miles Garrett is just an absolute beast. He leads the league in sacks, tackles for loss. Uh, he plays against the run, so uh, I think it's definitely Miles Garrett. Yeah, I mean you brought up Aaron Donald. I think just number wise, I, I think Aaron Donald he always needs to be in the talking for this because just. I mean, defensive tackle. It's not that that sexy of a position. He, you don't get a lot of a lot of stats. I mean, he he does what he d- can do, but it, but he affects the game in every play. I mean, it affects every play and w- whenever he's in. So I I think he does deserve to be mentioned. And and Zay only Zay Zay mentioned the only other guy I had, Trayvon Diggs. I mean, he he's getting burned left and right, but but still, I mean. Interceptions are sexy, Joe. Right. Yes. Just like you like those knockout guys. It's the same thing, dude. I mean, again, I want a guy who's going to be a good coverage cornerback. I want a guy who is going to defend passes. Um, He's got – look, Diggs has great instincts for the football. He really, truly does. But – at some point, they're going to have to teach him that it it can't be all or nothing every time. It it can't be that he's always going to play the ball and give up long. I mean, that's not gonna that's not gonna work long term. Well, I mean, when you got an offense as explosive as the Cowboys, I mean, they can make it work. Unless you're playing the Broncos, I guess. But uh, but again, I mean, again, I'm if it this is me. I mean, I'm just gonna find ways to, uh, you know. Double double moves definitely double, double moves, moves right. Complete. I mean, there there's a lot of things you you'd be able to do to exploit this guy. And again, I think for his long term growth, I think they had to really teach him. He's a receiver at heart. You got to teach him how to be a cornerback. Yeah, for sure. But uh, all right, let's move on. MVP of the league after Week Nine, Joe. Who you got? It's definitely Lamar Jackson. That team is not good without him. He is the reason why they win every week. My concern about him still stands uh, as far as him as a thrower. He had a terrible interception in overtime, and it was really only Minnesota's complete incompetence that that didn't cost them the game. It was uh, a really, a really poor throw, and it was a bad decision. And he threw it. Oh, I forget who even grabbed the pick, but right into the dude's hands. It was horrible. Okay. That kind of stuff can't happen. No, but yeah. he's the MVP because he really is. I think he right now, uh, other than, than Derek Henry, who's out, I, I don't think there's anybody who's truly more important to his team. And I would say even um, who did say pick? Rodgers. I think yeah. I think they could win with Jordan Love. If if yeah. if they needed to go with him long term, he's going to be fine. No, I I like that. Uh, I mean, Lamar Jackson was one of the names I I jot down. I mean, you talk about his interceptions and that stuff. But I mean, look at who he's thrown to. Marquise Brown isn't that great. Uh, I like Mark Andrews. Don't get me wrong, but he's not an elite tight end. And I mean, Rashad Bateman, he's been injured. You can hope that he can develop into something. I honestly think that this is a team that might need to go after Odell Beckham. Give it, give uh, Lamar Jackson that true number one, and see what he can do with it. So that could work. Yeah, I, I hope we see that happen. But uh, Sean, who you got as MVP? I'm shocked Joe took Lamar Jackson. I didn't think anyone else was going to take him, but uh, I I also have Lamar Jackson. I it was really close between him and Kyler Murray for me, but I mean if you take Lamar Jackson off that team, I I mean not everything goes to shreds. I think that his ability to his running threat on every play is what gets those running backs uh open. I think that, you know, once he has some receivers this year, uh I think that he's doing a lot better. Obviously Hollywood Brown uh, has 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 had drop issues this year, but um, I think that you know he has turned it on a little bit in the past couple of weeks. Rashad Bateman coming back from injury has been huge, and Mark Andrews has been um, his safety blanket for his entire career. He loves throwing to him, so his his dual threat ability is uh, unmatched by anyone. I think in NFL history, I think he's the best dual threat player um, of all time. And I I know it's a little bit early to say, but I, I think he's already reached that level. Um, so I, I think that his 
passing has improved so much over the past couple of years, especially this year. Uh, he's more efficient with the ball, and his running ability is just unmatched by any QB. So if you take him off that team, I think the Ravens are nowhere near where they're at right now. Pretty sure they lead uh, the AFC. So I think that's all due to Lamar Jackson. I think that he has he has a very good chance of he keeps playing this way to get his second MVP in just what four years now. So uh, yeah, I think it's between right between him and uh, Kyler Murray. Yeah, uh, I love the Lamar Jackson pick. He was one of the names I had. But, I mean, Kyler, I mean, best, best, I mean, the quarterback of the best team, he's doing all right. I mean, he, he'll be in the, the running. But, I mean, after this week, I don't think he can do it. I mean, look at what Cole McCoy did. So, I, I don't think you can put him there. And I say that, but my pick's Derrick Henry. I, I understand the Titans were able to get it done, get a big win this past week. But I, they are going to struggle without Derrick Henry in the backfield. I mean, they got up for a big, big win, a big, big game against the Rams. But I don't think that's sustainable. I don't think Ryan Tannehill. I just don't think he's going to be sustainable. But do, do you you done. think if Colt McCoy started the rest of the season in place of Lamar, you think the Cardinals would win out? No. No. So how is how is Kyler any less valuable from that standpoint of Derrick Henry? Because uh, the, the Cardinals have an actual defense. The Titans, I mean, they they, they did very good last week. The did break. But, I love it. Yeah. The did break Titans defense. defense has played a lot better this year. Yeah. They have been, but I mean, I don't know. I, I They also have a lot of young guys on that defense, and I don't know how, how trustworthy that's going to be. Like, yeah. I, I, I just – Derrick Henry is such a monster – Without him, they will eventually miss him. I know it wasn't last week. It might not be this week. Yeah, but eventually they're going to miss him. They're they're going to realize what what he does for this team. But uh, you don't have to explain this to me. No, I'm fine. Sean, maybe you do, but not me. <laughs> I'm I'm fine. Yeah, I know how much you love Derrick Henry. So, I mean, I do, and I'm you probably that. got a poster of him right above your screen right now. You just you just smile at. All right day. with Mac Jones and uh, Justin <laughs> Herbert. They're all oh, awesome. And then a giant Mike Lennon one off to the side, too. <laughs> oh, how, how could I forget? <laughs> oh, my goodness. All right. Now, let's get to the most prestigious award in all of football. Giant of the year. Joe, who you got? My pick is going to surprise you. Okay. The answer is Devontae Booker. He's rushed for 293 yards and two touchdowns since he took over. He also has 17 receptions and a receiving touchdown. And I'll say this. I think the fact that he's been able to step in for Saquon uh, and he's run the ball well the last four or five weeks now. um, I don't know that the Giants would be in the position that they're in right now. And so he is my just the fact that he stepped in. And he didn't do anything when Saquon was there. He was a complete afterthought. Barely tight. I think he had like four or five carries before Saquon got hurt. He stepped it up last week. Really great game. Um, I thought a lot about Daniel Jones here, obviously. Leonard Williams, uh, to me, is just a difference maker. Uh, so he's always on my on my mind. But I, I decided uh, Devontae Booker. I'm so thankful the Giants signed him because if Wayne Gallman was starting, we would be uh, – we would be one in seven. Hey, no Wayne Gallman slander on this on this program. Hey, where's Wayne Gallman now, though? Nowhere. He got caught. Falcons. Yeah. Oh, oh, he's the backup on the Falcons. Backup behind Mike Third Davis. Trend. Oh yeah, he's, he's a good place. <laughs> but uh, I I actually really do like that. I mean, Devontae Booker. I I, I think. Jason Garrett not giving the ball to Devontae Booker more in that that Chiefs game is what really cost them the ball. They could have ate up the clock a lot more, especially on that second-to-last drive, uh, and gone down and maybe even scored and sealed the game up there. But, yeah, I mean, uh, it's surprising. I I like the pick. But, I mean, yeah, it's just surprising, Joe. But, uh, Sean, who you got? Yeah, I don't want to – I I knew this would be the obvious pick, but I I think you have to give it to Daniel Jones just the way that he's played without – any receivers, I mean, Sterling Shepard constantly hurt, Kenny Galladay out, Saquon out, Kadarius Tony out. I know we, we've been mentioning it for the past couple of weeks, but it's, I mean, really has no one to throw to except for Evan Ingram, who luckily made a play this week. But 
we're not going to get into that that freaking clown. But anyways, I mean, Daniel Jones, <laughs> his ability to run the ball, I think that, you know, he's uh, he's been great at that. Obviously, when Jason Garrett gives him plays, uh, read options, RPOs, stuff like that, even when he gets design runs for himself. So he's done that very well. He's been uh, much more efficient with the ball this year, not turning the ball uh, nearly over nearly as much. Uh, obviously, he had the fumble last week, but before that, uh, you guys mentioned earlier in the show that, you know, he hasn't a lot of fumbles in the pocket, so he's been able to hold on to the ball uh, when he's got pressure on him. He's been able to step up and make some plays. And the interceptions, aside from that one Rams game, uh, he's really protected the ball really well. So I, I think that he's been the one constant for this team this year. Um, there's there's a couple other names on the defensive side of the ball, like Leonard Williams, uh, Ojalari, McKinney. I think they all deserve recognition but I, I think daniel jones with the circumstances that he's been given with the players he's been given i think he's been far and away uh the best giant this year and i think that he's answered a lot of people's questions obviously going into the year people were saying this is the year that he needs to break out and uh if you look at his numbers you know they're not really nothing that's going to blow you away but if you watch the games you you know that daniel jones has really uh has really helped his team out and he's kept these he's kept the team in games and he hasn't been giving the ball uh, away so I think that Daniel Jones has to be a giant of the year. And if Andrew Thomas didn't miss those games, I think that he would be in contention too because he's uh, he's really stepped up after a rough rookie year. But uh, Danny Dimes is my giant of the year. At the yeah. yeah, I mean, it, it has to be da- Daniel Jones. Uh, other names I have here, I mean, after the big game last week, Xavier McKinney just being able I – mean, I think he's like third or fourth in the league in interceptions now. He's got four. But also, I mean, I, I know he wasn't as good as last year, but he's still finding a way to, to make some plays, and that's James Bradbury. Sadly, he was making those plays, it w- and the Giants would do nothing on him. Xavier McKinney's getting l- l- lucky he's making those plays in the past couple weeks, so the Giants are actually uh, doing something with it. But James Bradbury, I mean, even though there have been a couple blown coverages, he's been a, a little bit shaky. Uh, in coverage at times, he's still been able to make plays, and that's something we've talked about uh, a lot as far as the Giants go defensively, just that playmaker, that one guy to come in, get you an interception when you need it, force fumble when you need it, uh, just change the momentum of the game. And both McKinney and Bradbury have been the biggest the biggest parts of the the Giants for that, to making those plays. But, uh, yeah. So that's going to do it. I mean, none of us had Gettleman or no coaches, no Garrett, no Patrick Graham, no Joe Judge, and I think rightfully so. Are you joking? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the past couple of weeks, you can argue Patrick Graham, I guess. I guess. But, uh, all right, we got best bets and fantasy locks. We're going to take a quick break and hear from some of our sponsors. It's been a pretty wet summer in Connecticut, and that means more mosquitoes than ever. If you didn't have your home service for mosquito control and find you're spending most of your time outside flooding those little pests, you are in luck. Mosquito Shield of Central Connecticut provides the best value in mosquito control services because of how they treat your yard using the Mosquito Shield tailored treatment system. They don't use a fixed schedule or an identical product, one size fits all service program because you can't control mosquitoes on a set number of sprays or visits. Unlike the competition, Mosquito Shield of Central Connecticut will service you for the season whatever it takes to provide superior results. This promise has awarded them an industry leading consumer retention rating of 90%. Visit MosquitoShieldCT.com to schedule an appointment with Wade the Cesare and enjoy the rest of your summer mosquito-free. Do you have a 401k and some savings for future retirement that you don't even know if it's enough to live off of? How much is enough? And how often do you think about it? The team at JPEX Financial Group can help set your mind at ease. We specialize in creating strategies, doing the planning and managing of your financial, educational, and investment needs. 
we help clients pursue their investment goals with sound financial strategies. You deserve a personal, tailored plan. Lasting, meaningful, and open relationships are the foundation of our practice. You've worked hard for your money and should feel confident with your investment choices as you make decisions for your financial future. Your goals are our goals. We are dedicated to your needs and hopes for your future. Visit our website or give us a call at 860-430-5397. And big shout out to Mosquito Shield and JPEX Financial Group. Make sure you check out their services and tell them John about the G-Men and Clovercrest Media sent you. But now let's get on to best bets. And here's the leaderboard. I mean, Joe, myself, Zay, we all got that five wins. Sean, sitting pretty at the top. Only two games behind, though. I mean, still a lot of NFL season to get through. So, who knows? Sean, can you, I think we'll dethrone you. We'll see. I mean, and uh, I mean, not going to happen. I mean, we've been doing well the past couple of weeks. Uh, I, I know I got a, a win, a big win. that won me a lot of money last week with uh, the Browns, the Dogs, getting it done. Um, but uh, good call on that, by the way. Yeah, I mean, I had them. I had them in a parlay with the Chargers and the Chiefs. I mean, not the Chiefs. The uh, who's my other dog? It was the the Cardinals. Cardinals. That's who it was. And uh, I didn't think I'd be sweating out the Chargers game. I didn't think that would be the game I'd be sweating out on that parlay, but it was. But uh, now. Let's get into best bets. Joe, you got a Thursday night one for us. Baltimore minus seven in Miami. Yeah. Uh, Baltimore's good and Miami's not. What else is there to say? It's a touchdown. Uh, Baltimore's going to put up 30 points and the Dolphins will score single digits. So seven is not going to be an issue. Yeah, I mean, no Tua, probably no Devontae Parker for the Dolphins. Yeah, they're in rough, rough shape. Hey, I mean, the only the only thing I could see go wrong for this is maybe maybe Baltimore parties a little too hard in Miami the night before. That that's it. That's the only way I see this going. Wild, but uh, I mean, let's hope these boys stay in. Then, <laughs> uh, speaking of partying a little bit too much the night before. I got the Raiders at home as dogs against the Chiefs. I mean, I think it's very, very – I mean, it's hard to play in Las Vegas. I mean, every sport that has a team in Vegas, I mean, that's such a big home field advantage. I mean, people – Chiefs team, they they have discipline problems already this year, not not living up to hype. So, I think they get, they get a little – they have a little fun in Vegas – and they pay for it as the Raiders get the dub. The home dog, I love it. Let's go, Raiders. And Sean, Titans, minus three versus the Saints. Yeah, I don't think the magic for the Saints is going to continue with Trevor Simeon, Simeon coming in. I think that, you know, their win over the Bucks. Uh, I think, you know, had to do with Tom Brady, you know, turning the ball over a lot, a lot of penalties in that game. And we saw last week that, uh, you know, it, it doesn't really work out that well. So I think three points is more than enough for the Titans. Um, obviously, Derrick Henry being out hurts, but A.J. Brown has really stepped it up a lot lately. Uh, if they can find Julio Jones any way to get involved in that offense, it will help him out. And uh, the defense has been underrated, especially that front four. Uh, their pass rush has been really good. So I think they can get a lot of pressure on Trevor Simeon, uh, make him force him to uh, have some bad throws. Maybe Kevin Byard, a ball hawk back there in the secondary, can get some picks. And I think the the Titans will do just enough because I think this is two defenses that have been playing well this year. So I think it'll be relatively low scoring, but I think the Titans can win uh, by at least a touchdown. But this and um, the Browns-Patriots game was really – I was deciding between those two because – uh, the Patriots are favored by one and a half, but uh, the Patriots are one four and home. And I think that the Browns without Odell uh, just have proven to be a lot better. So it was really close, but I gave this game the edge. So uh, and if, if you're not betting on my games, uh, you saw my record. You're just losing out on money. So seven and two have won five in a row. Uh, if you want to make some money, throw down a healthy wager on this. Bet the mortgage, bet the ranch, whatever you got. 
Your whole savings account. I'm in. I'm doing it. I'm going Sean Scanlon all the way this week. Throw it down. And if it if 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 it doesn't hit, you don't blame me. All right, you blame yourself. (laughs) Fair enough. Fair enough. I love it. I've got a problem. I've got a problem with gambling. Not you. Got a gambling (laughs) problem? Call one eight hundred gambler or something. Whatever that is. Yeah, gamble responsibly. Or check out JPEX Financial to help get your money right. So you can't you gamble go. responsibly. But uh, I, I I agree with you with the, the Browns game. That, that was another game I was thinking about because uh, the Patriots have struggled at home. Speaking of teams struggling at home, Zay's got the Rams minus four against the Niners. Niners have yet to win a game at home. Which the Niners crazy. aren't good. I don't know why they get all these spread. Like, I bet against the Niners a lot in this segment. That's probably what's helped me out a lot. And this is definitely another game I considered, but I don't. I don't know why they keep getting these close spreads, and I think the Rams will definitely bounce back. So, Zay, solid pick. Yeah, and I mean, the uh, on on Sports Talk earlier today, Sports Talk with R and J. Make sure you check them out. Uh, Steve Risser made, made a bold statement that I kind of agree with. Joe, I, I want to hear your thoughts on this. If the 49ers lose this game, you say screw it to Jimmy G and just hand the reins over to Trey Lance. Yeah, I mean, I don't know why they are. I haven't already done it, but <laughs> would you get the what would you go get them for? Yeah, play them, just play them. You're not doing well. Your your team is not good enough. Um, you know, even if you were to somehow scratch your way or claw your way to a wild card, it wouldn't do you any good anyway. You might as well run this kid out there, see what he's got, and uh, get ready for next season. Yeah. Uh, I agree with that. I mean, something's got to change in in San Fran. They're, they're struggling. I thought they'd bounce back. I thought it was all the injuries last year while they were struggling. But yeah, ever since that. that Super Bowl, ever since that Super Bowl, I mean, can you have a two year Super Bowl hangover? Is that what they have? What Maybe? happened to the Falcons? It's yeah, I was like, gonna say the Falcons yeah. have been hung over for three years, not even yeah. five years. <laughs> that was a while ago. Yeah. That's a that's a long bender you're on if you're hung over five. It's a bender, all right. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Oh, all right. Let's move on. Fantasy locks. Joe, I mean, it's a tight race between you and Zay at the top. I mean, I, it I just, sure is. I'm gonna put a little space between us this week because oh. much like my much like my lock of the week, uh, I'm also taking Lamar Jackson Thursday night against them lousy dolphins. Watch what this guy does. Uh, by next week, Zay will be in my dust. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, I mean, I've been waiting to break out the big gun. <laughs> As he got a little bit close, I thought, let me let me separate. <laughs> Lamar's the guy. Here we go. All right. So, I mean, if you can separate between Mike Evans at Washington – I really love this pick from Zach. I think Mike Evans. Mike Evans is the most underrated wide receiver. Every time he, I'm going to mention that every time name comes up. I mean, just even since in college, everyone was talking about Johnny Menzel. Mike Evans was making them look that good. Yeah. I mean, oh, Jameis I can't Winston. Wait he has four catches for like 58 yards. That'll be so awesome. Yeah, but Zay I mean, that, that's the thing with Brady. I mean, he's got Antonio yeah. Brown here. You got Gronk here. You got Godwin here. But I mean, if you if it, you want a, a big play, if you need a big play, you're looking for Mike Evans, and he'll get you that big play. Yeah, like three times in a game, three catches. That's great. Yeah, but I mean, I yeah. hope they're all touchdowns, Zay. Hey? Otherwise, bye bye. <laughs> well, we'll see. We'll see. I mean, Brady's also. I mean, people thought. Uh, I mean, did that Washington game last year in the playoffs was close? Maybe Brady. Wants to shut people up, let's say, and Washington might be close. So just laying it out there with Mike Evans. But, all right, Sean, sticking with the running backs, Jonathan Taylor, second leading rusher in the NFL. That might be my guy next week, Sean. Jonathan Taylor, great pick. Yeah, I mean, he, he's been killing it in fantasy this year. And uh, talking about leaving me, leaving people in the dust, I mean, I, I got left in the dust in this segment uh, back in week two, and I haven't looked back since. But the running backs have helped me out a little bit. So um, last week wasn't a great week for Austin Eckler, but you got to gotta ride with uh, the running backs, try and get some momentum going. So uh, Jonathan Taylor, I think, is the second-ranked uh, fantasy in terms of points per game. 
uh, fantasy running backs and the Jaguars defense. While they did play good against the Bills, I don't expect that to happen two weeks in a row. Jonathan Taylor uh, is going to get a lot of carries, and I think the Colts will be winning big in the second half, so that means even more carries for him. So, uh, Jonathan Taylor, fantasy lock of the week. Don't let me down, JT. See, the, the thing, though, is, I mean, I, I feel like – I mean, I, I struggled from this last week picking Michael Pittman. I feel like one of those guys is going to have a big game. They both can't. I mean, Michael Pittman did all right, but, uh, I mean, who knows? Maybe they light up with Pittman. Jonathan Taylor doesn't get as many touches, but look I mean, at um, look at Ovi Muniz raining down the shade on Sean. Yeah, right, Ooh. Ovi. He'll barely reach a hundred. Yeah, ninety-eight. That's fine with a couple scores. I'll take it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, who knows? Maybe he'll get some catches out of the backfield too. Ovi, Ovi he, won't even, he won't even have two hundred fifty yards from scrimmage in this game. <laughs> <laughs> I hope not. Uh, all right. There'll be more passing. All right, PPR, that's still points in points in Sean's pocket. But uh, all right, we'll see. And for me, I talked about it. Cleveland against Patriots. I got Baker Mayfield. I know Nick Chubb's going to be banged up. Darnus Johnson, the one game he came in for, played great. But I, I do think that there was some pressure on Mayfield with Odell, he played great last week. He didn't have to throw for – he didn't have, he only threw 20 – dropped back 21 times. That's what he needs to do. He got two touchdowns, 200 yards. Bill Belichick gonna do. is going to make Baker Mayfield look like a clown. I don't know. Does it, He's going to make him thing, see ghosts. No, that's not going to happen. I mean, Bill Belichick – I JC get the Jackson's, Baker pick. I hate that it's against the Patriots. That doesn't feel good. No, but I'm, I'm a risk taker, Joe, taking the risk. And, I I, I mean, J.C. Jackson's up there uh, as far as interceptions go. But I, I but J.C. Jackson is like T- Trayvon Diggs. He gets burned yeah. all the time, can get the interceptions. Uh, I think Baker Mayfield plays smart, doesn't have to force anything to Odell, able to get that play action going, get it down the field, score a couple touchdowns, Limit the mistakes. I don't think he throws – I think he goes another week without throwing an interception. And, I mean, I'm not going to say he's going to score 40 points, but he's just going to have himself a day. Solid, like, 20-pointer. Get it done. And uh, I, I don't understand why I, I, I do. They've been playing a lot, of, a lot better. But I don't understand. Everyone's super high on the Patriots again. This isn't the Patriots. This isn't the Tom Brady Patriots. This is a different the Patriots. Matt Jones Patriots, yes. baby. Get on the Jones Patrol. <laughs> I am Whoa. Daniel Jones. How you missing yeah. out on that, baby? No, but there's still I can't wait till the Giants and the Patriots meet in the Super Bowl in a couple of years. The Jones is going at it. That'll Keeping up go. with the Joneses. the Joneses. Bam, it's already We're right in the New York Times from Page. Awesome. Yeah. All the sports writers are gonna eat that up for two weeks straight. Yeah. But uh, oh, especially because the Giants will have beaten Tom Brady and the Buccaneers. This is the 2024 NFC Championship game, of course. Oh, yeah, oh, Brady's like still it. going at it. Dang, be- beat Brady, then go in and beat the yeah, oh, and then I you beat that. the Patriots. Yeah, I love that. that it's like a, it's like a, a Royal Rumble storyline. I love it. Let's go. 2024, here we come. <laughs> All right, but that's gonna do it for John about the G men. Uh, thanks, Zay, for joining us. He had to bounce. I'm Big Jace, Joe Aguirre, Sean Scanlon. <laughs> no, no, enough. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> hey, uh, I mean, if I mean if Ovi agrees with you, that that's pretty good. Ovi's been yeah. doing good with his picks, so make sure yeah. you stay tuned. Uh, I think they're going live in about an hour. Hector and Ovi giving their NFL picks, so make sure you check that out and make sure. You check out CMG Sports NFL pregame every Sunday at 10. We break down some of the top games, talk to you about it. Last week, me, Joe, and Zay. Zay called the big Titans win. And so I yeah, took the money line of that game because Zay and I, uh, cha-ching. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, we've been hot uh, as far as betting goes. So, yeah, let's keep it going. Let's keep it rolling. But, yeah, I mean, big shout out to – 
Mosquito Shield and JPEX Financial for sponsoring today's episode. Make sure you, when you go to Mosquito Shield CT and sign up for their services, tell them, John, about the G-Men and Clovercrest Media sent you, and they'll hook you up with a discount. For myself, Big Jace, Joe Guire, and Sean Scanlon, this has been John about the G-Men. We'll see you next week to talk more Giants football. Peace out. The Giants are running New York like the times as Danny is dropping all sorts of dimes. Saquon's thighs are ruining defenses' lives and Leonard Williams making opposing QBs feel him. Receivers think it's scary to line up across James Bradbury and the Giants have a bright future led by coach, judge, jury, and executioner. Tune in to Drawing About the G-Men every Wednesday at 6, live on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. Hello, my name is Joe Aguirre. I'm the president of Clovercrest Media Group. And here at CMG, we have a wide variety of podcasts, including sports shows like Keys to the City, The Roll Call, Throwing Jabs, All Four Downs, and Jawing About the G-Men. And great true crime shows like Stinky Week, Crimes and Consequences, Ivy League Murders, and Burn, The Unsolved Murder of David Eichmann. Find all these podcasts and so much more by visiting clovercrestmedia.com.